Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey, friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you are well, and it is time again to look at the brand new dual position players added to the game in Ultimate Footy. They do it at the conclusion of round three, six, nine, 12, and one more left to go at the end of round 15. We're talking round 12 DPP additions that are in the game right now. Talking through all of the nine players that have picked up DPP. I got James on the line. Jimmy, how are you, my friend? Hello, MJ. Hello, listeners. Good to be back. Um, I feel like this might be a fairly short and sharp one. It's not going to be the longest episode we ever do. Um, that is for sure. Nine players have picked up a DPP in Ultimate Footy. As I said, they are in the game right now. Two have gained back status. Six have picked up the largely irrelevant gaining of center. No rucks. Um, and we do have one player that is now forward eligible. Um, here's how it works for you. If you're just new to figuring out how to chase some of these players, and to be fair, there's probably only one you're really going to chase after. It's simply this. The positional changes are in game. And then depending on the settings that your commissioner in your league has set up, if they are in the player pool, um, they pretty much you'll need to claim them and as a waiver wire, like you would need to pick a player up, uh, say on a Monday afternoon, if you're trying to do that. Again, everyone leagues. The great thing about Ultimate Footy is you can be customized up the wazoo and you can do whatever you like. But most leagues kind of do that. Jimmy, let's go through them positionally. Um, we'll spend the most time on probably the most relevant player, but let's go into that back line first. And before we talk about the most relevant game, let's talk about Chase Jones, the center. He's now picked up back status. It's not a highly relevant game, given his top score of the year is 54. Um, but I suppose both for Crows fans and maybe for long-suffering keeper or dynasty league owners, at least he's shown something in this new role, which is positive, I suppose. Yeah, you're, you're clutching the straws off the bat here. I think that kind of sets up what kind of episode we're <laughs> running today, mate. Um, yeah, it's your really deep keeper league where you've got to keep a number of these kids over a number of years to have any sort of relevance. That's, yeah. I think, the only place that you, you're looking at him, even in a, a, a typical league, for a better way of putting it, where you might keep 20 out of 30, it's not likely he's sneaking in there either. So if um, if you've got him in one of those deeper sort of drafts, uh, good luck to you. Um, I think it's more just an indication of uh, how far we're scraping the barrel at this point. <laughs> and, um, and and look, you know, next year, it's a good sign that he's probably starting the year as a back. And that's where yep. you think, well, if um, you've seen enough out of him this year, he's one that you can put a little mark in your notepad for uh, next preseason. Yeah, I think that's probably about as good as it's going to get for us. All right, let's, let's talk about the most relevant gain ultimate footy have awarded to us out of this bunch adding back status to be fair i thought they would have given it to him at the end of the round nine one they've clearly wanted a little bit more data track they got that in round 10 and round 11 with round 12 geelong having the buy off i'm of course alluding to zach Tui. he's back taking kick-ins um and his past four weeks of scoring have been pretty good. Again, he was on the bye last week, but 85, 96, 85, and 109 for the 84% of coaches that have him right now. This is a fantastic gain and really does bulk out your back line nicely. 
Yeah, this is one of those changes that can make a difference to a team's fortunes uh, heading into the back half of the season. So very, very happy days if you've got him. Um, you, you'd be uh, a little miffed if you don't, and he's the, the only player that um, you might have thought relevant. But um, look, that's, yeah, that, that's where we stand, I think, this time around. So no, happy days there. No, I, th- I think it's the really, really big one. I- interestingly, let's talk Keeper League strategy for a moment. Yeah, he, It is this kind of game, because he'll have back status next year. Um, in the, he should in the have game. had it this year too. He should yeah. have had it all year, yeah. um, but he's got it now, which is great. Mm. And, and astute owners that have been holding and wait, biding their time. The good news is the past month, he's been going around that 90 marker for you anyway, which is certainly mm. rosterable and definitely mm-hmm. at the very worst, an emergency in, in that center line. Um, but is this the kind of play now, if you're a Tui owner in a keeper or dynasty league and you're out of contention, this now becomes that prime time opportunity to sell him for a valuable younger asset. Oh, absolutely. Trade value uh, is certainly a lot higher today than it was yesterday. That's for sure. So um, yeah, I think it really depends on where you see yourself in your league and whether um, you, you're able to contend, whether you expect to contend next year and you might want to keep him or not. If you, um, Yeah. And, and you kind of build it around that. The other thing with Tui is um, the inclusions that Geelong have got coming back into their midfield um, now are, um, certainly going to mean that I think that he's likely to stay back for the, the next little while too. So that um, where he has got those kickouts and those uh, cheap little plus sixes uh, across the halfback line. Um, yep. Yeah. Again, very happy if you own him. Yeah, I think you should be too. All right. They're the two backs that we've got added to the game. There are six center gains. Um, we could probably move through them relatively quickly, but normally mm. Jimmy gaining center is, it gives you some squad versatility. That's the primary thing it gives you. But I think if you are playing yeah. through the buys, hmm. um, maybe now this is the difference between you not having to dump a um, an option into the pool to just get a player on the field, depending on how your structure is. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, in and you know, when you've got injuries to deal with or suspensions or yeah. anything else, um, you know, having that squad versatility is a very handy thing. If, um, you know, it, it, it's not um, as exciting as a, a big name getting forward or back, but it can be a very handy thing for your particular team in the right sort of circumstance. So, no, we, um, yeah, we, we don't celebrate too hard, but uh, you certainly don't um, knock them back. As, um, as we've discussed before too, though, the other big thing about these is where, you're, um, where your forwards or your, your defenders get mid added to them. It also now means that they're not getting named at the other end of the ground if that position happens to manifest over yeah. the second half of the year. So it does rule a line through that. And um, and for keeper players, it's something that, again, you look at and go, well, it, um, that may be an indication that they could be mid-only next year. So you start to weigh that up in your trading plans as well. Which probably, when we should talk about probably one of those players while we allude mm-hmm. to that, is, is the Adelaide Crow, Harry Schonberg, is now added that centre status in keeper leagues, especially probably more last year than this year. He showed some promise. He's developing okay. But that probably makes some keeper league owners a little nervy because he's been okay, and he is a second year player. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you see this. You as a keeper owner, you'd ideally want him to hold that forward status into next year to probably give you that real confidence. He, he's going to make your keeper list in the off season. Yeah, and even then, I'm not sure he was. So that's um, we're, we we didn't get enough straws in that first handful. We've gone clutching for more. I think that's I, I, I've got plenty of straws to go, my yeah, friend. That's oh yes. Now look, um, again, deeper leagues. Yeah, maybe from that point of view, and and it is as much about forward planning as it is for um, current relevance. I think for some of these names. 
Yeah, all right. Look, let's power through the rest of them. Matt Guelph, he's added center status. To be fair, he's averaging 51. And as a back, yeah. you're not even considering it. So it's on. Yep, moving on. Uh, David Zaharakis adding center. Is forward eligible as well? Just pinged his hammy. Mm, so you surprised he was still on the list, to be honest. Yeah, there no, you go. fair enough too. Kane Turner moves into that center line because he's playing that midfield stopper slash tagger rock. Has had a couple of okay games. But again, his ownership percentage in game isn't that strong anyway to really make you consider him as a target now that he's a centre too. No, certainly doesn't make him more attractive than he was before. Again, unless you're desperately needing to fill a hole um, over the buys. But um, yeah, he's he's one that yeah has shown a little bit of promise, but I don't know that he's going to take too much of a, a big step. Let's just put it this way. In his last four, he's gone 37, 24, 34, and 70. He's owned by 8% of the comp, and that feels like it's about 8% too many. Yeah. Um, so jogging on past him, Will Hoskin Elliott. Look, he's been a handy forward over the last month. I'll give him that. Three scores over 85 in the last month, including a 113. Mm. But again, um, the interesting news might be about how Robert Harvey coaches this team over the back end of the year. That might be interesting, but more yeah. from a what Hoskin Elliott does as a forward option rather than as a centre. Oh, very much so. But he's he has shown us before when he's got that sort of free-running, you know, wing half-ish type role, he can accumulate a little bit. He's got ceiling to him. So he's not yeah. the worst player to take a punt on if he's there. Um He's certainly not the best player to take a punt on no, either, but, but you'd, uh, I, wouldn't, um, I, I wouldn't hold it against someone taking a second look, um, not because he's got center status, but just uh, on the basis of why he's got it from playing that wing role a little bit. And as you say, he can score in that right role if it continues. And at this point, we don't know what that role is going to be. No, no, we don't. Look, he's currently owned by 78% of the comp. So um, chances are, if you were looking at him anyway, you would have already done so. This this has not yeah. done anything further for you, as most center gainings don't. Mm-hmm. Um, is they rarely add anything for you. All right, let's let's move to the last player before we talk about the unluckies and some guys we'd like to see um, certainly be an ultimate footies consideration heading into the final batch of DPPs. Um, adding forward, Jason Johannesson. Um, look in the Luke Beveridge wheel of who's going to move off the half back. JJ's lucked out. He's playing forward status. Considering he's got two scores of 60 plus for the year, you're looking elsewhere, aren't you? Yeah. It's, I'm not sure that um, there's too much of a place for him uh, on anyone's list at this point, just quietly. But He's actually uh, one of the uh, most... Um, if, if you were to look through, and it's certainly something we'll do at coachespanel.tv hmm. um, over the next couple of weeks, is kind of the, the heartbreaking and the heart-making moments of your draft day, yeah. he got picked as an ADP of 136. Yeah, now, right. that, now that doesn't, you go, oh, depending on your draft team, that that might only be round 11, round 12. Oh, that's not disastrous. Yeah, but that's probably about your D3, D4 territory, depending on how your draft possibly day went. Possibly D2 even, yeah. Possibly even D2, you're right, knowing he's got a history of being a 90 defender, hmm. albeit back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um this is one of those heartbreaking stories on draft day. You pick a bloke that you go, look at worst, still be a mid seventies. And chances are now he's not even on your team. No, it's, um, it's it's one of those make or break kind of picks. It uh, was a big break on that one at um, 
yeah, unlucky for those who did, but um, yeah, that's, that happens every year, doesn't it? It does look 36% of coaches are still holding on to him at the moment. So even though he was drafted on draft at 136 in 94% of leagues, a lot of coaches are completely off Jason Johannesson. And given the role and given his scoring, understandably so. And don't not what if an injury comes and he becomes relevant? They've got 10 more halfback flankers that can still fill that role. Yeah. So it's not going to happen. And and he's not uh, showing any sort of hesitation in throwing forwards or midfielders into that sort of role either, just quietly. So exactly right. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about the guys then that that we think are unlucky Mm. to have missed out. I'll throw Mm. a name out, and then Mm. you give me a couple. Jack Lacocious. Yep. Look again, not relevant, but he's playing off the wing. Um, He 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 is, Um, or certainly was through through the. Bulk of the first half of the season yeah. yeah the last couple of rounds he's moved a little bit more to the back line i feel just from from yeah just casual observation is that a bow's um, injury move more than anything else to cover that yeah it w- wouldn't surprise at all yeah it's um you know fits the mold so it's um yeah it is his natural position um yep. i think but he's um you know every now and then he d- he's still running up the field and he's kicked a couple of goals so it's still um one i think that should be on the cards for next time around if not this time around yeah, all right, fair all right, enough. I've got the little one giving his peace of mind in the background as well. Well, we're, we both live in Melbourne and we're on daddy daycare in lockdown, mate. So I understand your pain at the moment. Oh, no um, pain at all. He's just, uh, he's a bit miffed at this list as well. He was okay. hoping for some more relevant players. With, 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 there was some talk mm-hmm. that we'd see some names like Brad Hill, Nat yep. Fife, um, mm. even a Brandon Ellis had been mooted amongst the coaches panel community. Yeah, of potential names. Are any of those or all of those unlucky not to get it here? I think Fife would have been the really interesting one of those, particularly with yeah. the injury he's got now. It um, just adds a little bit of uh, just a little bit of spice to that sort of trade discussion as to whether you keep him, whether you trade him, and what he's worth if you do. So, I think that one would have been a really good option for for UF to have thrown in the mix this time around. Yep. Um, Ellis, I'm still not sure is a a defender so much he he does get a lot of cheap ball behind the, the play yeah. but that's as much from his work rate running off the wing so uh, sure. yeah i'm in two minds about that one i can certainly see the argument for it but um it just doesn't quite fit right for me yep um now there's there's other youngsters um you know halloran at the giants i think yeah, um you know, we, we've mentioned his name a few times i think you and i there's um a player to watch for future that uh, isn't scoring big numbers at the minute but he's certainly got that talent base and um, and he's playing primarily in the full line at the minute, just from the sheer number of midfielders that uh, yeah. the Giants have got uh, ahead of him in line there. Um, so th- those are the ones that come to mind off the, the top of head. I think Fife's an interesting one mm. because I, I'm of the opinion that, because ultimate footy do have a higher threshold than what champion data do in terms of in-season positional allocations. They're around about a 70% positional mm. change. So it's quite a drastic move. Whereas alt, um, AFL um, via champion data, um, it's around about you need to be 35% in a secondary position to get it. So it's for that reason, I'm of the opinion that Fife will be a mid forward in 2022. But what makes it hard in keeper leagues, because at this time he doesn't have it and he won't get it now. Because he's injured this week, he won't play. Round 14, it's the buy round. So he's got at best, and this is if he recovers from a dislocated shoulder in time, Yeah, one more game to prove he's forward eligible. So I don't think they'll give it now. So it makes his trade value in a keeper league hard because he is aging. 
He's only that 95 sort of guy at best through our center line now mm-hmm. um, with the odd 105, 110 popped game. If he was forward relevant, okay, now we've got a serious commodity to trade, but I don't think he'll get it until the start of positions next year. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. It's, um, if it's not happening now, it'd be very hard to do it in three weeks' time if he's not played in in that space. So, it's um, yeah, now would have been the time to do it. Yeah, all right. Well, there you go. So, like we said, you can go and read my take on these players at coachespanel.tv. Jordox uh, is a regular part of a weekly article, which is looking at some of the player pickups that you can go and get. And if you do play the salary cap formats of the game here at the Coaches Panel, we do talk about that as well. There's articles that you can check out at coachespanel.tv. There's a weekly podcast that drops uh, where, however you're listening to this, you can listen to that as well. And if you do love the stuff you get from the Coaches Panel, we'll give you a heap of other additional resources and content at our Patreon supporter group. All the links for that at coachespanel.tv. Hey, Jimmy, appreciate your thoughts on these brand new DPP editions. Uh, anytime, mate. There wasn't a whole lot to add into that one with the list we were given, but uh, always good fun to chat. Cheers. It's always a good excuse to talk uh, ultimate footy with you. All right, that is it. The round 12 positions, they are in the game. You've got one more round to come at the end of round 15. We'll be back to do it again and talk about all the brand new players that hopefully some extra relevant ones drop for us in ultimate footy. We'll chat to you soon. Yeah.